right, y'all. Welcome, welcome back again. This is a new show. Welcome to A Spell in Greendale. This is the Carefree Black Nerd review show of the Archie Universe, the Netflix streaming show, Sabrina. Um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, to be exact. And uh, I'm just never stop working <laughs> i'm doing it again y'all uh i picked up this show because this is the sister show to riverdale for those of you who don't know greendale is right across the river sweetwater river sweetwater lake from riverdale so it only made sense that i came back with this show and um i got a special guest with me today uh bynk uh radio very own mr sid davis what's up man what's going on man what's going on Ah, shit. Okay. So, see it as a show. I think it's that dope. Shows this... Go ahead. Thank let them know. Let them know. Let them know. All right. All right. <laughs> the Social Introvert Podcast, uh, I drop every Wednesday and Thursday. Um, it's, it's everything from hip hop, media, and news, uh, music infused, just underground acts like you may have never heard of before. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Davis. And uh, reach out to me at my email, the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And of course, listeners, as usual, those links will be in the show notes. You can check out Sid and all that wonderful shit he's doing over there. I just uh, found me a nice little group that I'm about to be uh, blasting over here as well from that latest episode of his. And if you want to find out what that is, go ahead and check them out. That link will be in the show notes. Ah, okay, y'all. Uh, getting into this. Um, a spell in Greendale. When you're listening to this episode and when you're watching Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, use that hashtag A-S-I-G-Pod, a spell in Greendale. Ah, all right. Episode one, October Country. Bro, what's your history with Sabrina? Did you watch the Melissa Joan Hart? Did you read the Archie comic version? Did you read the Um, new version? I, I, I used to read a lot of the Archie comic books and that led me into the whole Sabrina Spellman series. Mm-hmm. Um I'm more familiar with the Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina. Okay. Like I grew up with that. I that Sabrina, that version, I enjoy very much. <laughs> That's why I said when I got got a little older, started yeah. jumping into the graphic novels, reading <laughs> the the chilling adventures, I'm like, this is a little too damn dark. <laughs> um I just I couldn't take it, so I would put it down and sparingly. Like over time, I would I come back to it, but I stayed with that Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina. Okay, okay. Uh kind of sort of same here. Um, I didn't realize because I was what was it Nickelodeon where Clarissa explains it all? Is that where it started? And then she went yeah, to that, Sabrina after that. So I kind of yeah. I want to say grew up watching her, but she, we we was pretty parallel so yeah i went from clarissa to sabrina and i think that was one of the times where or the earlier times i can remember seeing a person who was very recognizable in one property and then following them to another and being a kid in that not necessarily shocking me but it was like okay i i think i was being more aware of what acting was at that time um much like seeing martin you know back in house party but then also seeing him on martin as a kid 
even that. Yeah, I I get exactly what you're saying. Not yeah. I used to get that feeling with with Chris Tucker seeing them and like Money Talks from yes. Money Talks to before then Friday yeah. Def Comedy Jam. Yes. yes. So it's it's a better understanding once you get older what acting and yeah the different types of professions, bro. That uh, okay. Speaking of diving right into it, because you are familiar with the Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina, how do you feel? this Sabrina kind of stacks up to the the work that Melissa Joan Hart has, has paid for this character. You know what? Um, I, I like this a little bit more. That's not to take away from the Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina. Uh-huh. Because that, she put a lot into that character. Uh, just this, I don't know how to describe it really. <laughs> Is I, I would want something a little more darker. You know, for example, like we grew up watching something and they do an updated version of it. Yeah. You're hoping that it wouldn't be too, you know, kitty or childish mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like the same writers and producers yeah. uh, would basically, I, I really don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's a little difficult for me. Okay. Okay. You you would you would want something that's more mature for the audiences that grew up with yeah. the show that they watched before. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Okay. Do you think that they, that Chilling Adventures is doing that? Do you think they're uh, doing? I, I believe. Okay. I believe Chilling Adventures is doing just that. Okay. They're they're basically giving the people that grew up with that a little more mature version of Sabrina. Okay. Okay. And I do agree. I do agree. And the actress playing Sabrina is Kiernan Shipka. Oh, I hope I didn't butcher her name. Born in 1999. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's young. (laughs) Yes. But I I think she's doing a good job. Much um, to your point, I think that this show is a more, it's a reboot kind of sort of that makes sense. As opposed Mm -hmm. to, uh, like you said, watering down. What is it? Because we're in a new age. This isn't the 90s anymore, and you're able to do things and push the envelope. And I think mm-hmm. with all the heavy, satanic, occult, witch imagery and um, text and conversation and all that shit that's in this story, I think that they've done a really good job because it's like it was there in the first series with Melissa Joan Hart. But that was a very family-friendly, kid-friendly show. Just so it a was, real comedic right, element to it, right? And I, so I, I do agree. I think that this show is firing on all cylinders. Like it's, I'm, I'm liking it so far. And like, it's the same thing. For, uh, for example, like Riverdale. Like I remember when they first announced that they were going to do a TV show, and I was just talking bad about it. I was like, no, nah, this ain't gonna work, man. Did y'all remember the newspaper strips? It was corny. <laughs> Riverdale came out and I was glued to the screen, bro. Okay, like, okay. It's like, damn, okay, okay, cool. But yeah, cool. It, that's the same feeling I get when I when I saw Riverdale. Uh huh. Is is the same feeling I get when I watch this? I'm like, okay, okay. I'm glued to my screen automatically. Ah, uh, that's interesting you say that because I have a very uh, I love hate relationship with Riverdale. Um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> First season was good, hands down. I can't, I can't take nothing away from it. It was a little campy, but I liked, I liked what it was given because it did, 
it was a serious show, but it did give you a lot of that comic strip, old school, Archie. Like it, they, I think they did mm-hmm. justice to the comic. My issue came when it comes to the people of color, the marginalized folks, that one gay dude that they just like threw every stereotype on. It's just, yeah, I didn't. It's some. Uh, <laughs> It's like certain areas in the show. I was like, all right, this I can get with it. And then yeah. I see exactly what you mean, mm-hmm. especially with the gay character. And I'm like, dog, like, why are they? Yeah. It's like, are they intentional with it or uh, I don't, what's I don't going know. on? I don't know. But then that's also a white gay, you know, no shade or nothing. But that's a different <laughs> breed of folks. I don't, that's, yeah. I don't know. That being said, <laughs> um, I do. Do you think that this show in Riverdale does it see does it feel like they do exist in the same space or does it feel like these are two totally different shows that if you didn't know they were across the river from each other you would even wait what am I trying to say does it feel like these two shows do exist in the same space uh, do so you? It's a little weird. I don't know most people aren't going to relate but with the makeup and the costumes mm-hmm. that the characters are in, mm-hmm. or you know the, the the outfits and everything, it kind of feels like it's this, it, within the same universe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of people would know if it wasn't announced that it was like a, a split universe with Riverdale. Okay, okay, um, I can. Agree. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that unless I looked it up and did some research and yeah. found out. Oh shit! It's also part of Riverdale. Right, so, right, right. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that now. I, I'm enjoying it, and I do like this because I'm a huge comic book head. I love the extended universes, Marvel, even DC, though they're kind of fucking up. I still like that. But Warner Brothers. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. Put the blame on who's responsible, and it is them. But what I do like about this series, which I think, uh, what am I trying to say? I feel like th- this is going to work in their favor in a much better way than any Marvel or DC could is that I think they're successfully planting these two shows together and the only thing that's separating them is uh, the river, that Sweetwater River or whatever. That being said, this is your own extended universe that's like shit is probably happening simultaneously where it's not let me wait for the next Iron Man movie. Let me wait for the next Justice League movie. Like the extended universe for this, these two shows are literally across the water from each other. If I'm making right. sense. Like yeah, I feel yeah. like it's more geographical than like continuity where you got to watch this movie then watch that movie then watch that movie. I don't feel like you're bogged down by continuity with these two shows where it's just they'll be referencing one another. If Now that, now that you bring that up, mm-hmm. Because I was thinking about that, and I was like, damn, like, I would really want a crossover, but then if they did that, we might be expecting a little more. I don't know. I don't know, and it might mess up some elements of Sabrina, then it could mess up some elements of what we see in Riverdale. So, I I don't know. Well, I don't think a crossover would be such a great idea. I don't... that's, That's to your point. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I I think that if there is a crossover that would happen, it would make sense, and this is just my own personal opinion, that you would take lesser-known characters in each show as opposed to the big-name Archie and the big-name Sabrina. I don't need to see them crossover, but if 
Dilton Doily in Riverdale, and then one of the Weird Sisters happens to be at the same diner for a scene. Like, that's... I would want something okay. that's on the fringe. I don't want the Iron Man and the Thor. I don't want that. I want the two the side characters to kind of brush arms with each other to make something more interesting so that if you are watching both shows, you're like, oh, shit, that's homegirl from Unseen Arts. So that's that nigga from, you know, I don't want. Right. I just think that would make more sense to me. To me. <laughs> no, I mean, I was thinking about it, and I'm just, I'm thinking of, like, on the grand scheme, I'm like, all right, man, I don't know. I would like to see Archie and Sabrina kind of, like, mesh, but I don't think, I don't think it would work. He's an idiot. Just... <laughs> he's dumb, and you know that he is. He's a fuck. He's a fuck nigga. That's what he is. I don't like him. I don't like Archie. Never have. Oh, man, that's that's my dude. It's man. nah. Fuck that dude, man. KJ Apple. He's a man of color, so I'm like down for the cause. But nah, fuck him. He's weird as fuck. What would make more sense is Jughead and Sabrina, because in the comics they, I think before they made him asexual he kind of had a crush on her or some kind of way they, she was in his book, his um, new Jughead run or whatever. So I could see that, but I don't, man, fuck Archie, man. I'm sick of him. He, is, <laughs> he a bitch, man. I don't like him. But no, I, uh, I honestly, I prefer Jughead over Archie. To, but the TV show version of Jughead, I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, He'd like flip-flopping with his emotions. That nigga weak as fuck. He is. He weak. I don't like that dude. I mean, Cole Sprite, he, whatever, he he weak. He weak, too. The baddest motherfucker on there is Cheryl, and I hate to say that. It's, it's Cheryl, though. It is. Oh, that's true. That's facts. Oh, man. Okay, okay. So, this episode is uh, Chapter 1, October Country. Um, while Greendale readies for a Halloween eclipse, Sabrina faces a crucial decision, and Harvey makes an unexpected declaration. I don't know. Initial thoughts. How did you feel about this episode as a whole? Did you was you fucking with it? Or did you not like it? Or? Um, I it, it started a little too slow, and that was because when you told me, and I watched the trailer. Okay. Off top, I'm thinking from the get go, it was just gonna be just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. And I'm like, oh, it's moving a little slow. It's, <laughs> it could have been better. I, I wasn't really feeling it at first. Okay. I really wasn't feeling it. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Um, I liked it. To your point, it did feel like it was dragging. It felt like I was reading a book. It didn't feel like I was watching a show. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess because, and I hate to compare it to this, but with Riverdale, we kind of got in there with, this nigga was murdered. Where was you at when this motherfucker was murdered? <laughs> Here it was like, we're building up to this 16th birthday, but it, I mean, that could be good or bad depending on how you like your media. But much like what you said, I'm thinking we about to get hit over the head with some witchcraft. Because I saw that trailer. I said, shit, okay. Yeah, yeah. Press play <laughs> right after that. I said, all right, let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, it's the shit is dark. Um. I guess spoiler or content trigger warning or whatever. If you aren't into dark, like if you're a religious person and this is not imagery that you're trying to consume, Sabrina is not for you. And I don't even blame you for not watching. 
I will say, though, you know, make sure you're uh, following this series on Carefree Black Nerd and let me tell you the shit that's going on. But uh, <laughs> I don't think you need to watch this shit. It is some Baphomet, occult, six point star demon shit. It is. Like, that's. Off to, to not interrupt you, but to no. throw this little bit out there. The, the Church of Satan, the actual Church of Satan is actually wanting to sue the creators of this show for including wow. the Baphomet statue. $150 million lawsuit. I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. Sue the asses in. I'm, I'm I was like, damn. Okay. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm, I'm for it. Now, that's a little piece of information I know about, but it's, with you saying that, I'm good. I think they should, too. Yeah, because, I mean... Yeah. All in all, regardless of how you feel, whatever religion you're part of, this that is an actual literal religion. Um, <laughs> and I think be, living in America and then being black, you are going to be hit over the head time and time again with Christianity. And, you know, to each his own, walk your own walk or whatever, but to yeah. be inundated with all this Christian imagery all the time, constantly, and then to put other religions um, on a backseat, especially the Church of Satan, um, right. I, I'm okay with that. I think you know, give them them, run them their things. You didn't con- consult those people when you use that imagery. If someone did the same thing with, a, I don't know, image of Jesus or Muhammad, they would probably go after them the same way. So I'm all for it. You know. Yeah, it just. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, damn. Like, I was watching a series. Like, my mom's watching it, too. Like, mm-hmm. she's and she way ahead of me. But <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I saw that damn goat Baphomet statue. <laughs> and I kind of, my eyes bucked real wide yeah. open. She's like, you okay? And I was like, um, <laughs> I, I didn't expect them to throw this in the show. But, that... I, mean, I mean, yeah. I, I said, all right, I'm going to She's like, you okay? I said, I'm good, Ma. I was like, we can keep, we can keep watching. So it's a little too much for me, but yeah, shit. yeah, it's uh, it's it's heavy, and I, and you know, I really like that, and I, oh lord, I don't know if I'm gonna lose listeners, but I do like, and follow me because this might be a reach, so follow me, and you, you mm-hmm. let me know. In insecure, the relationship between Molly, and Dro and his wife, that whole kind of mix up there. I like what Insecure did for that relationship, for non-traditional relationships, by focusing on that story and giving and, and taking care with it. Because it could have been so easy to just say, Dro is an evil person and Molly is a homewrecker. But that's not the way that they cared for that non-traditional relationship on that show. The same way, or the same idea, I guess, um, or handling of that polyamorous open relationship i feel like the same care is given to the church of satan this particular um, imagery because one it is kind of sort of source material for sabrina from before but you're also though now they're getting sued you're also putting care to um hit us over the head with so much from uh from terminology from imagery from the shit that's in the past and in the comics there was a line that Zelda said something about, um, um, oh, when, and this is jumping ahead, but when Homeboy was stabbed to death and she was like, yeah, we need uh, human blood. No, we need blood for Sabrina's dark baptism, but and human blood is the best. But that whole conversation was like a regular-ass conversation that you might talk to your auntie. She's like, well, shit, you didn't hit that deer out there. Now we got meat to eat for the rest of the winter. It was just such a regular-ass way. real casual. Yeah, 
And I like that. And like I said, regardless of how you feel religiously or not, I think that this show is doing a good job at getting this real thing that's, I want to say real, let me see, this real community, rather, and uh, and handling it and not just making it a, these are the evil bad people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not yeah, exactly. two-dimensional. It's a fully fleshed out. It's almost out. like they mm-hmm. basically fit in with us in everyday society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... Bro, I, I like this show. Like it, it, and I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm. A, I fall a victim to it being really gory and really dark as well. Cause I'm still like, ooh, shit. like when that nigga came out that tree. That I, I didn't expect <laughs> to see that. That fucked me. I was like, oh shit. Okay, hold up. Let me. I had to pause it and then like kind of skip it here and then rewind. Cause I just wasn't ready to see him come out that tree. Um, but I do. I I'm hoping that that was intentional. Because the same way I had that kind of knee-jerk reaction. I mean, Sabrina did too. She like, you know, this nigga, he out to get like. Just, uh, what's up? <laughs> with some traumatic shit. So, um, all that being said, I like the show so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it started slow. So, I was like, uh, I don't know, man. This is going to drag. Yeah. Episode two and three or something, yeah. you know, once we continue here. Yeah. But you know, I I over I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I will say this, not to jump ahead. I really like I like Ambrose. Okay, think Jimi Hendrix and David Bowie, and think Loki. Now think if they had like some sort of like weird magical three way baby. That is Ambrose Spellman. Uh, he's definitely mischievous. A la. Loki in the Avengers, he's got a strong sense of style. He's not quite evil or nefarious, but he does have those tendencies. He's quite quite a puckish rogue, shall we say. And um, he, but he's very endearing, very kind, and he acts like if Serena was a superhero, he'd be her guy in the chair. You know, always always coming to for advice because he's got a, a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of magical know-how. And she's one of the main things that tethers him to the real world because he's old and he's tired, but he's young at the same time. I'm like, he's not boring. Come on, guys, no. Man Crush Monday for the rest of this season. That nigga right there. Yes. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> for what it's worth. All right, we got Archie and Jughead with their show. We got all the characters. We got Sabrina uh-huh. Spellman. Give Am- give Ambrose his own show. That's- there we go. Give that nigga, give him his things. Yes, yes. yes. Ambrose needs his own series. <laughs> I don't know. I have zero knowledge of this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Give him his own show. That's all yeah. I want. Yeah, I I feel the same, and I actually, I, I don't. I want to say I directly toy with that idea, but I'm I'm always quick to say that about any black character in a show full of white people. So I'm glad you said it first. But yes, I feel the same way. This nigga is like five thousand years old, stuck mm-hmm. in a house. What was his life like that got him here? Like I want to see that. What the fuck happened to him? So and him just. Being there for Sabrina, letting her know what it's like once she crosses over, mm-hmm. what it's going to be like, and you might not know. You you can do it if you want to. I'm not telling you not to, but mm-hmm. I'm warning you. I'm mm-hmm. just letting you know. Yeah. I really like him. I do. I do, too. Um, that character in the comics is a white character, and mm-hmm. I really like that he's black. Um, I mean, he's racially ambiguous black, but he's black. Um, I... What I'm interested in, and I'm thinking maybe this is me watching it from my black lived-in experience lens, 
and they might not even address it. But I want to know how is he related to the Spellmans? Because yes, he's exactly. Cousin, but you're clearly a man of color, so I need to know. Mm-hmm. Like, did Edward and Hilda and Zelda have a black sister or brother, or like? Because he calling him auntie, clearly Sabrina's his cousin. Edward is his uncle. So where do he fit in? Where does, where? Yeah, I try not to say nothing when I saw him the very first time. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, constantly, I'm like, well, where's the relation and mm-hmm. what happened in the past? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I'm ready. I, hopefully, um, all of that will be revealed later yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Chance. Perdomo. I hope I said his name right. That's the uh Just get that man his own damn series. That yeah, honestly, I don't it, it just makes sense. Um okay, so now this is this the shit I don't understand. Now this is kind of jumping ahead. We meet Mrs. what's her girl name? Mrs. Winterbottom? Wardwell at the Wardwell. at the, the the horror movie showing with Sabrina. And, mm-hmm. you know, she invited her back to the coffee shop or whatever the fuck, wherever, Barnes & Noble. Homegirl say, no, nah, that's cool. She go off and do her own thing. Going forward in the show, how in the hell don't you pick up as, and I, let me see. I'm trying to get my words together. How don't you pick up that your teacher is acting in an odd way? Now, as a human, like Roz and them, I don't expect them to notice that. But you are a half-witch. So the shit she's telling you, like, this nigga is afraid of spiders and inquiring about this school, but she never asked the name and changing it, her It's hair. her whole, her whole entire image changed up, mm-hmm. man. I was like, what the fuck? That. Uh, trying to look a little more provocative. And I'm like, uh, I don't see how she didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah piss me the fuck off and I'm like I know it's a show but Sabrina is she's not Ross she's not what's home girl um Susie she's not Harvey a regular human student I could see them that that shit don't even phase them but you a witch you need to be aware of shit like this like ah you ain't worth your weight in gold if you can't fucking see that a bit I don't know maybe it's me but I, I, I no cause I I pointed that out too, and one scene that got me and kind of freaked me out a little bit mm-hmm. is um, this is jumping ahead once again. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the day of her birthday. Yeah. And Wardwell is looking for her, so she walks in the office, and then the, I can't think of her name, but she says, "Oh, she she's out sick today," and then Miss mm-hmm. Wardwell start well, Madam Satan start acting real weird. Yeah. And she grabs like a handful of um, well, what the fuck was it? Candy or something? She grabbed like something. a big ass handful of candy, <laughs> and then just glided out the door. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? <laughs> that yeah. right there. I mean, any any human besides a witch or yeah. a warlock could tell. It's like, what's going on, Miss Warwell? Yeah, yeah. These motherfuckers is great. I don't. I and I. I and this may be bad, but I kind of defaulted to maybe it's a white thing. Uh, because if all of the races were bent and everyone who's white in the show was black and everyone's black in the show was white, I have to believe that a black Sabrina 
would have. I don't know. I, maybe it's, maybe I'm. I'm For reasoning. instance, like what, what's her name? That's part of her weird sisters. Prudence. Prudence. Yes, God, bro. If, yeah. if if Prudence was Sabrina. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. She's like, oh, what the fuck? I. Um, uh, this is what's going on. Yeah, I, bro. Pru- okay, I mean, you brought her up, so we going with it. Prudence, man, what's your thoughts? Give me your thoughts on this this black witch. Love her. Okay, okay. Love her. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, Woman Crush Wednesday, all season. <laughs> Prudence. Tati, what's her name? Tati, fuck, Gabrielle. Tati Gabrielle. Oh, that motherfucker is bad. I, I'm, I'm so in love with this character, and it's so odd because before I even watched this show, when I first saw the trailer, and I saw that brown girl with them blonde finger waves casting mm-hmm. spells on the previews i immediately went to google wikipedia everything i could to find out who the fuck this girl is because i need to know more about her i need i need to be an expert on prudence i found out her name that she was a weird mm-hmm. sister i mean it's it's an asian chicken there too and she's cool and i'm i'm here for her but this black motherfucker like i I saw her off top. I was like, "Who is that?" Yes, like yes, yes. Every I said, make sure y'all give her every bit of screen time. Yes, and I oh, okay. So I am. I'm only on episode three. As for and I'm like okay because I want to wait and kind of do it like I'm doing Titans and just watch an episode then record. But I love kind of in the way that I love what they're doing with Starfire over in Titans. I like. Mm-hmm. As far as I've seen, I'm only on episode three at the time of this recording. I love the idea that this black woman is able to wield so much power. And again, it's art, so it's meant to be dissected. I may be thinking a little bit deeper than the show intended, but signing your name into this book to give your life over to this dark lord in order to have this power, it, it's, it's one thing for these white women and men to do it, but for this black girl to essentially trade it all for power that says something that reads very differently with prudence than it does with sabrina when the black woman is the most disrespected person in the world and the lengths that i have to go to in order to get power enough to take care of myself it's go ahead it makes you it makes you ask yourself i'm like how quick and eager was she to sign away mm-hmm. in that book during her her dark baptism yeah because you know sabrina won't too sure she's skeptical like like why are you doing this and then she was like well why not mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it, but it's like it didn't matter like her prudence is is more to be revealed i want to see what's coming like with her character in the future yeah yeah same i just I don't know how to explain it, but and it may be just when I see a black face, I'm like latching on to him when it comes to because I was going to watch Sabrina regardless. Seeing Prudence was like a cherry on top and also Ambrose because I didn't know he would be in the show. So to see these black faces, I'm going up for him. But just again, to see this black girl holding her own and her own version of Mean Girls. But you got this like, uh, I just... Bro, uh, let me, I digress. I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh my and, 
And it was the, you know, when I saw the finger waves is what attracted me instantly. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, somebody doing it right. That's, yes, yeah, like even that, like, because they could have easily gave her some bundles, you know, some straight ass hair, because, you know, they don't know what to right, do with our right. black asses. Um, even over on Riverdale, I think they, I don't know who's working on Josie's hair, Josephine McCoy, uh, but. They do some things. They don't always land, but they do some things. But, <laughs> like, this whole package of Prudence is just it. Because if they had slapped a blonde wig on her and made it so that, oh, that's her real hair or that's her natural hair, uh-huh. that wouldn't have – I think they hit – they knocked the ball out of the park with her from day one, I, I feel. Um, yeah, the finger waves was a icing on the cake. <laughs> It's just her character, her whole vibe, the way she, like, she doesn't, like, hate Sabrina, but she looks down on Sabrina. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she knows she's weak to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. That's something like, damn. Like, I wonder if they're going to clash it at a certain point. Nah, I'm waiting to see that. They have to. This is this is so close to Mean Girls, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, Sabrina is Katie Herring and... This is Regina George. Like this, it just—they have to fight. Some mystery. They got to clash battle. at some point. I'm waiting for. I want to see them throw hands. I mean, magic is cool. Put a, he- a hex, a spell on it, but I want them to fight. I want to see some, some fisticuffs. Mm. <laughs> shit. And Prudence got that. Prudence bro. got that, bro. And she in the 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 lengths that she goes that she goes to like it wasn't in this episode. This is really jumping ahead. I forget if it's two or three, but when they get the revenge on the the guys who attacked Susie, two, two. Okay, that just boy, like, but she knew Sabrina was with it, but then she wanted to take it a step further. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I out the same, yeah. Oh, I love that girl. I'm I'm here for it. Um, so speaking of Susie, you uh, you mentioned. So what is what is your idea or your thoughts on um, on Susie and her place in this show? I really her character stands out for one reason too. Uh, in the second episode where the the jocks were making fun of her, yeah, and she tried to hold herself back. And I forget the line. I I know he called her a dyke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was in the along the lines of that, and she just rushed at him. Yeah, that's. I was like, damn. I was like, okay, who is this? <laughs> and I'm thinking she might have been some witch or something. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. like, but I think he hit her so damn hard, and then hit the ground face first. Yeah, and that you know, of course, that led into the whole revenge thing with Sabrina yeah. and the weird sisters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm like, damn. And then. I forget what happened afterwards when she said she couldn't go home because she um, couldn't let dad see they her. They left, yeah, and that I'm actually fuzzy on because I remember the scene. I remember her walking with that book bag and kind of being angry and upset, but my memory, like, stops there. Um, I want to say, is that when Sabrina went to call the weird sisters to be like, all right, we got to take care of this? Yeah, because she, she walked into the woods and met up with them, okay. called on them. And mm-hmm. said, "Hey, check this out. This is what we gonna do." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after that, it was just real fuzzy. They didn't really show much of Susie up until the party. Okay, yeah. Um, I like her. I feel like she's she has a bloodlust. Like 
There was, and I can't put my finger on it because it, it was a while back when I watched all three and I rewatched the first one and a half to prepare for this. But I remember when they, she was, it felt like she was going crazy. Like she turned the wicked group into like her own little gang. And I was like, shit, mm-hmm. that motherfucker is either crazy. And I don't know if that's politically correct to use the term that way. Or if she's like, just on this revenge, this like girl with the dragon tattoo style revenge thing. Like I, that's that's the feeling I get from her too. Like mm-hmm. she's just, you know, she's not a witch, mm-hmm, right? But she's willing to take it to the extreme if she has to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that jumped out at me whenever the you know she jumped in that whole circle full of jocks and then tried to fight mm-hmm. that one that ripped the poster off the wall. Yeah, yeah, that. So, that. Okay, I said it's some about her. Okay, and I. I, I don't know if this is revealed or not, or if I'm just um, assuming, but I think she may be like gender non-conforming or at the very least more tomboyish. And I like no, that gender non-conforming. Okay. I, I got that off top. Okay. And I'm, I'm glad that that character exists in this show. Um, That's not my walk. So I don't, I can probably identify with pieces of it, but I do like that. From the outside looking in, it does look like the shit she's dealing with makes sense. Not the things that she's dealing with, but the way they're portraying her story feels true to life for a motherfucker like that who's in high school. Like, it feels Mm -hmm. real. And I hope that because I know this creative team has dropped the ball when it comes to marginalized characters on Riverdale, I'm hoping that they actually get it right with her character because... Uh, just don't I do think, to her what they did to Kevin. Mm-hmm. I think they have a little bit more freedom with Netflix. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I think they know they got the freedom that they want. Okay, mm-hmm. and they just gonna water down everything they can with uh, Riverdale and whatnot. I just my only gripe about with Riverdale mm-hmm. is the is the singing numbers. I, I don't like any <laughs> of that shit. You don't like musical. I like musicals. I like the sound of music. I like okay. Mary Poppins. Okay. I like all of that shit. Okay. Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Great. I can't do it with no. Nah. What? I why is I it? Hate. I want to know that. Like, so what is it with Riverdale? Then, if you do like that type of program genre, rather, why? What is it with Riverdale? <laughs> Man, what did it start? It started in season two, and yeah, it started in uh, season two. Okay. okay. They did that little special. That shit threw me all the way off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Nigga, okay, okay. Yeah, me and my brother just sit here and we just crack up every time. And he was like, "Bro, let's let's watch this shit again." I'm like, "I'm not watching that episode. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I fell off um, when they did that kind of high school musical style musical episode. It was like four episodes into the end, and I I just I couldn't take it anymore. And it wasn't the music. It was just them fucking over black characters, them fucking over gay characters, them just fucking over people, period. And I was like, this ain't for me. That's when I tapped out. I tapped out. I couldn't do it. I hadn't started on the third season, so. There's, I will say it's better. I'm enjoying it. I'm reviewing oh, okay. it. I think it's at least starting off better than last season. So there's that shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, I don't know. But um, but shit, I would like to see a character like Susie and Kevin crossing paths. I would like to see him cross over with her on this show because 
the way they're handling Susie, I think they would do a much better job handling Kevin than Riverdale has. So I'm yeah, yeah. For those of you not to know, Kevin is the gay character, the token gay dude on uh, Riverdale. So yeah, I um even the black the black characters, uh, Rosalind, they're doing a better job with her than they've done with Josie and Melanie and uh, what's homegirl name? Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, fuck. Take my nerd card. Josie, Melody, and fuck it. You know what I'm talking about. The other black girl. I was, was going to say Diane. <laughs> it's not it. But no, I, I, um, just, it feels like Rosalind or Rosie, whatever, she's more fleshed out. She's, uh, I don't know. It can't be just that it's on Netflix because she seems like they have a better handle on her. This black power, black pride, feminist. Read, I don't know, man. I just like her better. The football players are a symptom, but the disease goes much deeper into the bedrock of the school. So that's where we fight it, with a club for young women to meet and bolster each other, where we can discuss issues and problems we're facing and come up with proactive solutions. You mean like a club to topple the white patriarchy? Wait, what? Exactly. To mobilize and protest if we need to get political, to fight when we need to fight, to defend each other, so Susie never feels alone, so none of us do. So won't Hawthorne block this? I mean, he wouldn't let me start a Daughters of the Black Panthers Club last year. I may have a plan for getting this through without the interference of Hawthorne. I just need to do it fast. How fast? As soon as possible. But definitely by Friday. Just in time for your birthday. I just, I feel like it could bring... No, they couldn't bring anything from Chilling Adventures onto like the TV show networks. I see more of them. Mm-hmm. You're right. I see more of Riverdale crossing over onto like a Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. Because it, yeah. it would make more sense. That's just too much. But I want to see, like we said earlier, with Prudence and, and um, like a another character from Riverdale that's not really like yeah prominent. Yeah. In scenes like that, mm-hmm. brush shoulders. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that with okay. any other character, like Susie and, and Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I oh God, that would. And I don't even. I mean, God, I still have to default to race, but these two white characters that I would go up seeing them. I would be excited to see them interact. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, but whatever. I digress. Um, okay, so what about uh, Helda and Zelda? They're, those characters in this series versus Hilda and Zelda from the 90s. like. And you know what? Com- in comparison, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like the 90s. Yeah. To a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching uh, I was watching it on Hulu, the, the old Sabrina. Okay. And I see the comparisons between the TV shows Hilda and then the Netflix version of Hilda and then Zelda you know, vice versa. I'm like, oh shit! They really took their time trying to put this all together. Yeah. Uh, Zelda's still a biatch. Yeah. So we're just gonna say that I can't. Oh, <laughs> damn! I can't stand her. Yeah. And I love Hilda. Okay. I, I see, and I, I love both at the same time, but at times, this Zelda man just she just be rubbing me the wrong way, bro. I can't. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. She. I have an aunt. I have a, an Aunt Zelda, and she is very much just like Aunt Zelda on the show. She's very much like, 
bougie black aunt who went to Howard and now is just nose in the air like a motherfucker. They're very much the same. <laughs> I, I love both new characters, man. But it'd be neat times, man. Like especially in episode two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, I wish I could just reach in the screen and just slap her ass. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, I know exactly. Yes, it's it, which I I like that. I, though I'm angry because I'm with you there. Fuck her, she's a fucking mess. But they've wrote, they've written this show in such a good way that I'm having this emotional reaction to watching mm-hmm. this shit. Like, ah, uh, kudos to the team over there because I I hate her. I do. I hate her. Like it was one scene is in in episode two where where Hilda is tucking Sabrina to bed, uh huh, and basically just you know telling her what she envisions when when she's like asleep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she said, uh, "Don't just don't tell uh, your aunt Zelda." Yeah. And oh. all of a sudden, you see Zelda right up in the ceiling, creeping back up into her room, and she's like, "She's gonna be the death of me." And I'm gonna be the death of her. I was like, "Yo, what does that even mean?" Then <laughs> a couple scenes afterwards, she go right up. I think Hilda was saying something. I forgot what Hilda said, but Zelda walked up on her ass and just boom. Yeah, yeah, like killed her ass. Like what? He... And then buried her. Just like just, that's what that's what started rubbing me the wrong way. I asked, like, bro, if I could reach into the screen and just yeah. like, toss her ass or something. Yeah, yeah, she, that motherfucker, she, which, it, uh, side note, maybe you know, I'm, I'm assuming that the ground that the Spellman Manor is on is what, like, burying her brought her back to life, or do the witches, because they can die, because homeboy got stabbed to death, uh, Connor, so mm-hmm. is it burying her in the dirt which brought her back to life, or is it just... Like, you know what I'm saying? The like, fact, I, it's the fact that she's a witch. Okay. That that pact that they make, and then uh, later on she says like, you know, it's, it's you're taking a little longer to resurrect or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's okay. my my given right to kill you at all times. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? That was dark as fuck. Yeah, that that they gave me. Um, death becomes her. Like they're deteriorating scenes was very much death becomes her and I was like okay this is intentional you can't tell me this ain't intentional because it it was too yeah yeah that was now matter of fact and now that you say that because prior to that when when, uh, she's walking up the steps back into the house Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Ambrose was saying he's like where's Aunt Hilda (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) she said I just killed her there's some shit like that uh huh. Like, what the hell? She just did it so casually, like it was nothing. Because she's an evil motherfucker. She's the evil bitch. Period. I said that's what it is. She's an evil bitch, and I, I uh, got. But you know, I I think when I see characters like that, I'm like because I am so quick to call her an evil bitch because the way she's written. Would I call a man like if she was same character, same lines, but it was Uncle Zelda instead of Aunt Zelda? Would I be so quick to say, oh, he a bitch? I would have a bunch of choice words for him, but is it because she's a woman that I'm immediately going to, she's an evil bitch? Like, I, uh, is that the misogyny? Yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Exactly. So I'm, but, man, I, I don't know. In the moment, bro, I yes. was 
Yes. She I was so mad. I was like, what is her problem? She, and I mean, it later comes out because she's a deceptive, she, she, her evil knows no bounds. Like, we find some shit that happened before the series even started that I'm just like, what the, how the fuck do you, how do you fuck over the innocent so bad? Like, mm-hmm. how do you do that and live with yourself? Like, but oh, I'll say this with the way the way that this show is handling the church of Satan and using Hilda and Zelda and other members of the dark church or the church of night. If you flip that shit, this is like how a lot of religions now handle folks. Like there is a baptism and a christening and this and that, and you're expected to be one way. So it's just flipped exactly. on its head cause it's mm-hmm. Satan, but I, I, Sabrina I just, arguing. Yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> like, but that's the thing with her and the chilling, chilling adventures. Zelda. Um, yeah, she's this way. She's portrayed as this person that just she doesn't care about. You know, she's willing to cross any type of boundary. Mm-hmm. In the '90s, Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Zelda, I see a lot of comparisons. Zelda is the same way in that, but it's so lighthearted. Yeah. Like, it's, it's borderline, but it's so lighthearted. It's like, you're not expecting anything. Yeah. And it's just like, now that we're seeing it in today in 2018, you're like, oh, shit. Like, so if Sabrina in the 90s was just as dark. Yeah, very. What, what, what would she done? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I see a lot of comparisons between those two characters from the 90s and then in 2018. Mm-hmm. Was it Caroline Ray? I forget the other chick's Caroline, name. Yeah, Caroline Ray and um, Zelda. Shit, because I don't know her name. I know they're both comedians, but I don't know. I can't remember homegirl's name. I know that. Damn, I can't think of the actress's name that played Zelda. Yeah. I, I think another thing that this show did really well playing on our like already preconceived notions and ideas of beauty and women and attitudes and shit is that they made Hilda a thicker girl and they made Mm -hmm. Hilda that evil mean pencil thin for all intents and purposes bitch and it's that that was intentional because it Ah, they did a good job because it's also making me like, of course she would be the mean evil one. Look at her. But there's really, what are you looking at? Just a very thin woman and her beating up on her smaller, chunky sister. Like, it's, mm-hmm. so it, there's something to be unpacked It was there. It's almost the same way. Because in the 90s, mm-hmm. it was a little, there's certain episodes and, you know, different seasons. Mm-hmm. Hilda and, and Zelda had a little, a little back and forth yeah, with yeah. each other. Yeah. I do remember that, and then Zelda would try to like bully her into agreeing with her at times. I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> this time though, she was like, no, she knocked her ass down. Which is, uh, like, if you could, I'm sure there's a lot of siblings out there who would, if they could kill that motherfucker, knowing that they're gonna be resurrected, would go ahead and do it. But yeah, I'm like, shit, just no remorse. And a lot of it seems to be face value when you first meet Zelda it's like oh she's just really into this religion but then it kind of secrets come out and it seems like it's more or less guilt and trying to cover your own ass but then going back to the first episode I'm thinking what the fuck do you do like they have this funeral home or cemetery or whatever but what is it that you do because Hilda and Zelda 
signed their name into the book of the devil and all that good shit years ago. And you talk about all these gifts you get, but what exactly are they even doing outside of living a long life? I don't see what they're doing. Do you? I mean, I no, uh-uh. I don't. So I don't like she pushing all this on Sabrina. And it, to me, I'm like the the high priest Faustus or whatever. This nigga, at least he's like the high priest. He's running shit. They're not uh, doing it. I don't get the point. <laughs> Father Blackwood. Yeah. Like he yeah. has a position. And uh, Edward Spellman had a position. He used to be the high priest, which I think that nigga killed Edward. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I ain't got that far, but I think that nigga killed Edward. Like, yeah. <laughs> Him and Mistress Satan or Madam Satan, they both. Madam Satan, yeah. yeah. They plot. Something happened because uh, during that dark baptism, and it was real intentional that she had looked off into the distance and she saw both her parents. Yeah, yeah. And her her mom said, run. Yeah. And yeah. just, she took, man. That that's my favorite fucking scene so far. Okay, okay. At the start of the series, mm-hmm. my favorite. That just how that starts, and then you know her hand getting cut open with Ooh. the blood drop, yeah. and then eventually the signing came, and then she had the visions, and then saw her parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That man. See, I, I like this show because they didn't do what I thought they would do. Which when that scene happened. I expected for this show for every for at least the next four episodes to be quick, fast, like her grabbing Ambrose and them running. Like I didn't expect the next day, oh, I'm just going back to school. I expected them to just be like this fast paced action adventure. Run. Yeah, but it didn't happen. And I, I would have liked to have seen that, but I know he's kind of tied to the house and shit. But I'm okay with what we're getting, but I just expected more. Um yeah, or at least a longer scene, because when they stopped at the Spellman Manor, and that nigga was like, "Any motherfucker way to Spellman yeah. come here, you gonna die." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, yeah. <laughs> you cross this, like I have it breached. You step over, you gonna burn. Yes, yes, I was man. I was, and I, I don't know, and maybe you know, and let me know if you do. But have they established how witches are killed in this? Like, is it just the hanging? No. Okay. Cause it's, I, yeah, yeah, it's the the hanging at that tree. Um, but that's like that would kill anybody. I mean, the hanging. But I don't know because they are supernatural creatures. I didn't know if maybe there was like the water on them and they did. Or but like it's it doesn't seem like the traditional stuff that I'm used to being associated with witches would kill these motherfuckers. I know. No, I know. There's you seen those constant visions of the hanging at that tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that tree has something to do with it. That okay. specific spot. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know for sure, but I know that that specific spot, that tree where all of those bodies yeah. were hanging. Mm-hmm. Something has to do with that because I think those were witches. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Those were. And even yeah. speaking of that, that what, how did you feel about that scene? Like leading up to it, like Sabrina essentially running for her life from this fucking scarecrow. And Salem coming in with the alley-oop. <laughs> How did you feel about that within the context I like, of the show? I, I loved it because at the same time, I was trying to figure out how they were going to fit Salem into the series. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't see much of him. Like in the 90s, he was in every damn episode, just yes. comically or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how are they going to fit Salem into the show? And then that 
part came in, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping they show Salem a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, the dynamic between Sabrina and Salem. Yeah. I just want to see more episodes with him. Yeah. I, I would like some quiet moments with them because, like, that, to me, and again, maybe I'm just pulling from different shows or maybe this is intentional, but that felt very much like The Wizard of Oz. It felt like a very dark, what is, is it Grim Fairy, not Grim Fairy Tales, what is The Wizard of Oz where it's, maybe it's the original version, but either way, with that scarecrow trying to whoop her ass, like, I wasn't scared, but I could see where it's like, you're on high alert. Um, mm-hmm. That scene really made me look down on Sabrina. I know it was set up so that Salem could have his moment, but you are a witch. Why don't you know how to protect yourself? Like, like yeah, I, I don't <laughs> see. This is the thing because I said earlier, I was like, man, I really love this show, but uh, this girl is on my damn nerves. She is annoying me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I said that on Facebook, but. I wasn't about to keep on typing because what else? I think the last sentence I was about to type was Ambrose needs his own show. Okay. Okay. And I held it in. I was like, you know what? I'm going to shut up. Yeah. I ain't going to say nothing else. Okay. That girl just get on my damn nerves. Yeah. 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 She, because I just, I feel like you have all the tools, but you, like, you can go out to the woods and tell a spell to get, you know, a familiar to come find you. And you can sit with Ambrose and make these spiders attack your principal. You can do all these things, but you're not prepared for combat. Like, Zelda and Helda, what the fuck have you been doing? You haven't been preparing her for anything. Like, she shouldn't be this helpless. And that's another thing. Zelda is pushing her to be this way, but no no prior combat training? No, you know? that. What the fuck? Like... <laughs> You ain't, what do you, that's why I say, what the fuck have you been doing? Like, you have, she was talking about, yeah, we should have homeschooled her, but what would that have done? Like, you still could have homeschooled her after hours from regular school. What would you have taught her? Because you ain't, she can't like, take, she, bro, go like, ahead. <laughs> like, Hilda, I could, I understand it's more apparent. She wouldn't, she'd kind of be slacking on her training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Zelda? For the way that she been pushing her ass like yes. that, I'm like, come on, like, what, yeah. what were you doing? Yeah, like this whole time, just waiting for her to turn 16. Like, you got a, a a witch hunter on the loose. You got the weird sisters popping up, and they can just put a spell on her. Even that, like, you didn't think to cover her with some type of magic to protect her against that. Like, and what's what's crazy about that too? That scene where Hilda's tucking Sabrina in the bed, mm-hmm. and she was telling her about her father. Yeah, and said, "Oh, he took on, you know, his powers when he was six years of age." Oh, okay, damn, okay. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. I had to say, I didn't, I did not catch it mm-hmm. until to earlier today, and I was rewatching. I'm like, "Oh shit, six years at six years old." That's young so as fuck. Yeah, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, "How the fuck is she not well trained for this yet?" That, I it. Does, is it established that Edward is the baby, or is he the oldest? Do you know out of the three of them, out of him, Zelda, and Hilda? I don't. Uh, I don't think it was established. Okay, okay. I I only bring it up because I'm thinking like if he was the baby and he got powerful before them, maybe they were jealous. Or even. But if he, I think mm-hmm. not. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. I feel as if Zelda is the oldest in. Edward is the youngest, and he just got powerful as hell and became mm-hmm. the high priest. Mm-hmm. 
and there, there was a plot behind it. I think Zelda has a lot to. We jumping all over the place, but yeah. I think Zelda got something to do with Edward's death. I wouldn't put it like past her. After the shit that we've learned over the you know two and th- episode two and three, I wouldn't put that shit past her. Like it's this is so fucking soap opera and comic book in a way that like there's a plot twist here and a plot twist there. I, I'm with you. Anything is possible at this point. Is this the child? It is, Your Excellency. This is our niece, Sabrina. Oh, my child, you have no idea how special you are to you, how you've been chosen. Sorry, do I know you? Honestly, forgive her father. She knows not what she says. Sabrina, we are being honored tonight. This is Faustus Blackwood. He's high priest of the Church of Night. Dark Lord, Satan's representative on Earth. Your aunts tell me you're having doubts about your baptism. That you may, in fact, not be signing your name in the Book of the Beast. Uh, No, 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 that cannot be. That must not be. So, let us see what I can do to convince you. Like, they were all, all with it, you know, because Father Father Blackwood mentioned that, oh, yeah, you know, we were down with your father being with the mortal mother, but, you know, it came with some controversy. Yeah. That was a controversy. What the fuck is you talking about? And then Hilda and Zelda sitting in the back like looking at each other every time Sabrina made a comment. Yeah. Yeah. With like one question after the other, another question and mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Understand. I just, I, I, I like that. It, to me, it feels very much like, I, okay, no matter what, however stupid Sabrina is, I do feel like she's very much a child in the way that let's say your parents were getting a divorce and you got all these questions. Why is things like this? Or if, you know, you were a queer kid and your parent trying to force you to do this one thing, why are you like this? Or if you just wanted to fucking sit in your room and play games, but your parent wants you to play basketball for school, and you're like, why the fuck? Like, the way she's going at Zelda felt very much like an actual teenager standing up and asserting themselves in this overbearing-ass parent, parental figure, who ain't did shit to prepare you for life. Like, ah. Right. Don't right. like Zelda. Don't like her. I, like, I don't know what got to happen. I say she need to redeem her damn self. So I don't think she has redeeming qualities. No, though. no. Because we have yet to see what's revealed with her. Every, so uh, every fucking time she's on screen, it's something negative or it's something shifty or manipulative. And she <laughs> so like Hilda got more sympathy with me, but even her fuck her that motherfucker on thin ice too. But. Mm-hmm. You know, Zelda can fuck her, man. <laughs> fuck her, period. I don't like her. Oh, shit. Um, okay, so you have a little bit more history with Madam Satan than I do. I just know the name. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I'll say this. I'm, I'm not going to give nothing away. Okay. With the some of the books that I've read, mm-hmm. 
she is mentioned a lot. Madam Satan is gonna do some wild shit in the upcoming episodes. If they if they putting it in the way that we're seeing it now, yeah, yeah, they're giving her this much screen time. Mm-hmm. She gonna do some major fuck shit. Yeah, yeah, I... she's gonna be in this a lot, and I can't wait. Okay, I I really I really hope that Sabrina doesn't, which kind of is directly against what I said earlier, but I really hope Sabrina doesn't either a doesn't discover who Madam Satan is. Or if she does, I hope they have her between the rock and the hard place where she cannot let it be known that she knows who Madam Satan is. If that, because there's something to like being a double agent where I know this, but I have to act like I don't know this and I have to maneuver in this space in a very deceptive way so as not to blow my cover. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think. Sabrina's completely oblivious that Miss Wardwell is being possessed. And I think Miss Wardwell is going to maneuver her way. Basically, it's along the lines of what you're saying, playing yeah. double agent, mm-hmm. trying to get her to do certain things. So, I look, man, <laughs> all I got to say is, Madam Satan, for people that are watching and tuning in um, who have not jumped ahead and taken their time, yeah, <laughs> look, y'all, Madam Satan might do some wild shit. Oh, stay tuned. Yeah, I like her though. She's a villain. Me too. No, no, me too. I love her. I love her. For real. Like, she even like Zelda, I know we're set up to hate her because of the shit she's doing. But Madam Satan, to me, I like her in the way that I like um, Javar from Aladdin. This nigga's just unapologetically Mm -hmm. evil. And he playing his part to to get to the greater goal. And I like her the same way. She. Mm-hmm. That bitch, that motherfucker, wow, she crazy. She... <laughs> <laughs> I think the difference though with with uh, Zelda, we expect her mm-hmm. to do the things that we just mentioned about training her, and mm-hmm. but we're getting all this manipulative shit and secrets and just. I'm like, bro, come on, what's going on, bro? I don't trust her. Like, what's your end game? I don't see and. Even to the point, Hilda said something I want to say was like an episode two where she said back in the day when we were young, it was just expected that girls would sign their name into the book. Exactly. You're letting me know that there is another path that she would have taken. So I feel like I'm learning more about with Zelda. It's just like, oh, of course we signed her name to the book and Spellman's for 25 generations. But she... At least I know that Hilda is in some kind of prison because she was forced to do this thing. Even if she wasn't physically forced, the expectation was to do this thing, even though I had other dreams. Zelda, what the fuck did you... You're you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. (laughs) It frustrated me, man. I think that was was actually in the same scene where um, she was talking to her in the bed. And Zelda was just, you know, eavesdropping. It's such the most creepiest, weirdest ass way. Like, ah, uh, I don't like that chick. I don't like her. So, um, how are you? You're hustling like that from the ceiling. And you're not doing it. Like, <laughs> you've raised this girl from childhood. You could have shaped her into the way you wanted her to be. Like, I but don't. What were they so afraid of? I, and I feel like Zelda deep down knows that she has a choice. Yeah. Or they all have a choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even them, because I'm like, 
I think though that if Helda and Zelda walked away from the church, that they would kind of fall apart like they had been in the first couple episodes. I th- I don't think they because <clears throat> excuse me, if Ambrose is five thousand years old, they have to be much older than him. So they okay. would probably die because you'd no longer have the gifts bestowed upon you from the Dark Lord. But what's the alternative, man? Like you're not. Oh, I'm not. I'm not here for it. Um, shit, I just lost my train of thought. Let me see. <laughs> I'm not saying shit. Um, all in all, first episode. How do you feel like this pilot was? Like, do you think that they just threw a bunch of shit at you, or do you think that it was a good pilot to kind of suck you into this world, or was it just like throw some shit on the wall and see what sticks? Now the pilot, it yeah, it started off slow, but it did catch my attention enough to sit down and pay attention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to go on to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I mean, it it was very exceptional. I enjoyed it. Um, it I've seen worse pilots, but this wasn't a bad pilot at all. It just you know it dragged a little bit. You know, yeah, it started yeah. off a little bit slow. I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I think from watching the trailer, I knew I was going to like it. Now, again, at the time of this recording, I'm only on episode three. Shit could change by four, five, six, or seven and make me think differently. But as it stands now, I'm in it. Um, I'm interested to see how we're going to build this world. Um, and I'm comparing it a lot to Riverdale because I watch Riverdale and it's the other show that exists in this space. And... The things that Riverdale has done, I'll say Chilling Adventure of Sabrina have done much better. Um, Even just with geography, watching Riverdale, I don't know the layout of this city. I don't understand how this city works because at one point in time, you're a small city, then you're this big metropolis, and then you have a south side where the trailer parks are, but then you have these motherfuckers living in tents on the woods, but then... It used to be an Indian reservation here that these white folks ran. It's it's the geography is very weird. Whereas with Greendale, yeah. at this point, it feels like a small town on the other side of the river. Where even though it may be 2018 in this world, it's such a secluded town that it feels like it's maybe the 50s or 60s. I, right. Yeah. So. Now, now Riverdale, you would expect that whole '50s, '60s mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. vibe. I, I no longer really get that. Maybe with mm-hmm. the, you know, with the Letterman jackets and yeah. certain styles, you know, clothes mm-hmm. and hairstyles that they're wearing. Yeah. But I don't get that feeling at all with Riverdale. This though, and Sabrina, mm-hmm. being that it's very rural and and just mm-hmm. kind of it seems like it's shut off. I get that '50s, '60s feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope they especially with the the music that they're playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think they're doing a phenomenal job. Like everything is has something to do with the witch or with a spell. It's every song I think has the word witch in it. I think. Yeah, because the uh, what's uh, doing her birthday party? Mm-hmm. What song? Oh, the Monster Mash song. Okay, that old yeah. Halloween song. Mm-hmm. That's in there. That song, well, the word "witch" is in there a few times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, so I was like, oh, damn, this, are they playing this? Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I like it. It uh, reminds me of, I believe, Charlie Angels. I can't remember which film. It may have been the first one because I think Tom, is it Tom Green was in there? But every mm-hmm. song in Charlie's Angels had the word angel in it. So I'm like, okay, yeah. y'all, y'all doing some. All in all, I think this show is packaged much better than Riverdale or at the very least the way the first season was a tight season on Riverdale and you got 13 episodes and this is the shit we hit. I'm getting that through this show and I'm hoping that it continues and that when we get a second season, it doesn't have that sophomore slump and it's just like, eh, it's all right. Can't have this sophomore slump at all. I hope not, man. This is, ah, all in all, I've, 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 I'm liking this show, man. Um, Okay, uh, favorite character of the first episode? Favorite, uh... I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Ambrose. Ah, there we go. Ambrose. (laughs) Bet, bet. Oh, my God. I got to go with him, too. I wanted to say Prudence, but I'm like, Ambrose got a little bit more screen time. I haven't seen... It's going to be, like, it'll probably switch up. Okay. It'll probably okay. switch by the time I get more and more into it. It might yeah. be Prudence. Yeah. Ambrose, the way he stepped in and saved Sabrina like that, I said, all yeah. right. Yeah. And then his, his one-liners too, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's occupying the space that um, Salem had in the 90s show. Like, he is exactly. the, he's just always around. So, I wonder if – it would be nice to hear Salem talk again, but I'm thinking – we may not we may not hear him talk outside of that demonic I was hoping voice. that was going to happen too. I was like, man, is Salem going to talk? Oh, I hope he is. Like, instead of kind of having the well, have a comedic touch to it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but in a way that he's just really incompetent, not incompetent, but uh, sort of like an asshole. Just yeah, yeah. Very smart side comments towards Sabrina in, anytime she does something stupid. Yeah, I. I wish, I hope, I mean, I have, again, I haven't seen the whole series yet, but I really hope that if Salem does speak, that they use that original guy from the 90s. Like, Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't know that that would fit because of his voice, but I want that. I want them to choose use him again. Like, I haven't just watched TV a lot, and now this is the voice you've come up with. Like, I want that mm-hmm. nigga. I want to hear Salem, but Ambrose is probably taking the place of, of Salem. Yeah. Oh God. Um, you got a favorite scene of the 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 first episode? Um, I like the opener after the the film the the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Wardwell driving. Okay. And the girl appears out of the the woods. I do like that, and then she you know takes her home. Mm-hmm. And you don't really see how the possession takes place. Right. All you see is Miss Wardwell appearing just different. Yeah. I'm like, well, what the fuck happened? We never get to see that. Yeah. I, that is one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I did like that as well. And I do like that we did not see the transformation because I, I think it leads a lot to imagination where we kind of fill in the blanks on our own. So I do mm-hmm. like that. I do like that that they didn't show it. Good, good, good. Um, uh, favorite scene for me? Uh, anything with Ambrose? No. Um, uh, <laughs> probably the the weird sisters putting that hex on Sabrina, because I just I like that these three and they the body type is similar. They 
though it's a black girl, white girl, and an Asian girl, they they occupy this space that is like, um, for those of you familiar with Marvel, the Stepford Cuckoo Sisters or Mean oh, Girls. From, like they yeah. have this, oh, it's just something about them stepping out together. And even when was episode two where Sabrina and them walked out the wood, just seeing them, ah, I just, I like that. So seeing them put that hex on her or that spell and it's like, you know, you fucking mutt and all this other shit. I like that. Mm-hmm. So Weird Sisters cursing. <laughs> I love that shit. One more of that. So yeah, this is uh, almost like with the Weird Sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what's that movie? The Witches of Eastwick. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. God. Even, I get a little bit of that. And, you know, even in, I don't think this is a reach. I don't want to say it just because they're witches, but even um, the craft. Like, Yo, I think bro. their entrance scenes are what's getting me. Give, what? What's your, Thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Hand claps. Man, yeah. Because no, that, that's my shit, the craft. Uh, and yes. now that you say that, now... That fits perfect right there. Yeah. I I think it's a lot of stuff to pull from for a genre show like this. So I think that's why they're probably doing a better job than Archie. Um, just because, like I said, and I don't know that this has been um, in the writer's room, but this did feel like The Craft. It felt like a dark Wizard of Oz. It felt like Death Becomes Her. It felt like they may have watched a bunch of different shows and were able to pull certain scenes and elements from those. And there's probably a bunch of other horror stuff that I don't know about because I don't really like horror. But Yeah, I don't like it as much as I used to. Yeah, I can, I, I can watch some shit. I'm going to try to catch The Haunting House or whatever. Of Hill House, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try that because I heard that the payoff is good at the very end. I'm going to try it, but... <laughs> I do like this horror, dark, demonic shit we're getting, but then that's the background to this happy-go-lucky-ass, ditzy, naive-ass Sabrina. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. I like the contrast. Cause she's, because even if she becomes evil or possessed at a time, I feel like this actress could pull it off. Um where she'd be more like Zelda and more like um, Madam Satan and more like the Weird Sisters. I think she could pull up. I don't know that she would. Um, think of, have you seen A Wrinkle in Time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yes. when Homegirl was trying to get her little brother and then he showed her the evil, mean girl version of herself? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kinda, like, I want, I want to see that. With, because this girl seems so innocent and so nice, this girl being Sabrina, I want to see that evil version of her and see how dark and twisted she can be like push her to I the limit to pull it off i i want to see it i want to see it because like if you fit in with the weird sisters and you uh, evil ass motherfucker like them like i want to see that and what pushes her to that point because i think it'll be zelda or finding out what happened to her parents is probably gonna is gonna be what make her snap mm-hmm. like, oh <laughs> i'm gonna tell you one scene Okay. That it freaked me the hell out, man, because I didn't expect to come in. Is that towards the end of se- not season, towards the end of episode two? Okay, okay. And uh, Principal, uh, what is his name? I forget. Misogyny, Principal Misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and Sabrina looks at the door mm-hmm. and it's like the sound she turns back and she looks at the principal and he's foaming at the mouth Bro. and his he like leans back and his chest is poking out and it goes yeah. back in and, and and was it who was it the dark lord possessing him yeah it was it was yeah as soon as like you defying little child or he's like you're brave or some shit like that and I'm like yeah. yo yeah Sam yeah that <laughs> Yeah, that got to me quick. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't yes. expect him to sit there and just up front possess him mm-hmm. to be in the same room with Sabrina just to confront her like, yo, mm-hmm. you realize what you just did. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that. And I, I like that and I like everything that happens after she wakes up the next day because I got the sense in the beginning of the show that if she hadn't have went through with the dark baptism that she would die. Or I, or I got the sense that there was no other choice but to go through with it. So since she didn't and she kind of survived that ordeal, now it's like all bets are off. Like, could your friends be killed? Like, can they try to kill? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know like what's going to happen. Or percent- the dark lord could possess Susie. Yes. Uh, even like, Harvey. That. Uh, so it's like, dog, I don't know what's going to happen. And just for listeners, just so y'all know, I'm right there with Rain. I'm only on episode three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we I, don't, I don't do the whole binge watching thing at all. Like, I, I treat it like a TV show on yeah. primetime TV. Okay. One, maybe two episodes a week. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, see, uh, I can't I'll, sit there and just rush myself like that. Yeah, I don't have the time to. Honestly, I gotta carve out time to watch half of this shit. So I'm like, yeah, I don't have the time. So final thoughts about the series, the first three episodes, first episode, whatever, it don't matter. First episode was a little slow. It still mm. caught my attention. Things picked right up for me at episode two. Okay, okay. I was like automatically all the way in. I was like, oh, shit. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I like to point out, the camera work, mm-hmm. when they show, like, the weird sisters, you yeah. notice, like, in the background, the surrounding areas is, like, blurred out? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, on the edge That's of the That's a little screen. weird. I'm like, what the hell is that? Oh, this is in damn near almost every scene where witches appear. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what that is, but I do like that effect. I thought that was a dope effect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give them a spinoff, too. Put Ambrose in, in, in them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, All in all, these first three episodes have really gotten me because they feel like, again, I'm only on episode three, but it feels like it's six or seven episodes in. Mm-hmm. I liken it to um, a lot of British television. They are concise. They're giving you one season will be four episodes. Season two might be six. Like, they're giving you a bunch of shit in one season, and that's that. Like, look at like it's, it's so much, it's so much compacted um, in these first three episodes. So much information, but not enough. Yeah. Like, they're not giving away too much, but it's mm-hmm. a lot in there to be taken in. Yeah, in a way and, that American television, we really rely on 22. But we're moving away from that. I see, like, in the last couple of years, maybe even 10 years or so. But it's pretty much 22 episodes for us. Over there, it's like, nah, you're getting six or eight, and you're done. So. And you know, that's what I, real quick, that's what I like about, I never watched Luther, by the way, with Idris Elba. You gotta, yeah, you gotta watch it, man. 
I've always like my mom watched it and she enjoyed it. I've never taken the time to watch it, but everybody says it's great. You got to watch it. You got to. And and the, you know with the number of episodes each season, mm-hmm. that's what I liked about Castlevania. Okay, okay. Because okay. the first season was only four episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Season two is about what twelve or thirteen now, but okay. Yeah, I I do like that because I'm like, damn, like just dragging it out to, to what twenty to 24 episodes mm-hmm. it's a little much but at the same time i see they're trying to still keep up with the old tradition yeah yeah that's what i think riverdale suffers because the first season was 13 episodes and they did a damn good job season two was 22 and it's it's oh, like man. it's like two seasons if you if they had treated it like two seasons and had them kind of overlap in the middle then maybe it would have worked better but it's like now you did well the first season now you got more season more episodes but you're not capitalizing on like agents of shield did a very good job you got 22 episodes the first four episodes is one arc the next six is an arc the next like but this shit riverdale they ain't this ain't it chief this ain't it no I just, <laughs> this ain't it <laughs> this ain't it oh this ain't man it. so I, all in all sabrina i'm hoping keep it 13 or if you do 22, actually put in the effort to treat it in the same way you're treating it now. It might go with that that number. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, 13. Uh, yeah. 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that. That's, that's out. No, that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I think. So. I hope they keep it. <laughs> keep it as is. 13 episodes on Netflix and keep knocking this shit out the park. Like, good job. Let these motherfuckers know where they can find you. If you have Instagram and Twitter, you can find me. Um, at Isid Davis, I-S-I-D-D-A-V-I-S. Um, you can send emails to me, uh, anything music-related. It could be about anything. Advice, the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. Good, good deal, good deal. And again, of course, y'all, these links will be in the show notes. You know where to find me, where you're listening to me now. I have shows in front of this one, behind this one. Uh, rate, review, comment, like, subscribe, do all that good shit. Listening to this episode, use the hashtag ASIGpod. A spell in Greendale is a Carefree Black Nerd review show. Uh, check me out on carefreeblacknerd.com, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com is the email. Carefree Black Nerd on every other social media site. And of course, find me on bynkradio.net. That is where. There are a ton of other podcasts that have dope-ass content and uh, other creators over there. (sighs) Okay, y'all, till next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, stay out of Greendale, stay the fuck away from Zelda, uh, stay the fuck away from the Dark Lord, don't sign your name in a book, and uh, shit, see you later.